0: This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger
1: 95.9. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM. And on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson with Cam Barry, Jared Dillard, and uh, Ryan LaVoy. Brooks Chilter is set to join us in a little bit. Chelsea James from the Washington Post will be on the program as well. We just celebrated our birthdays in sports here on July the 1st. That's what today is. And celebrating a birthday today is our good friends James Ennis the third, Mike Muscala, Kent Bazemore, Adrian Peterson, Kurt Coleman, Logan Thomas, Nelson Cruz, and Charlie Blackman. Um might have had the wrong bio given out for a certain Adrian Peterson. Yes, you did. And you handed me that paper. And, and I handed it to you. So I, it's your fault. It and is I, w- my fault. I want you to
2: take responsibility for it.
1: It was a, I, I do take responsibility for it. Can but I read
2: Adrian Peterson's actual one? Please do. Give some play highlights. The play, play, the the, play the music. Play the music. Play the some music. birthday music. All right. Let's do this for real. <laughs> All right. All right. Turning. Hold on. Let us turn, turn on the wiki page. 43. Thank you. Turning 43 today is Adrian Nicholas Peterson. All right. He's a former American football running back who played in the National Football League and the United Football League. All right. He was drafted by the Chicago Bears in the sixth round of the 2002 NFL Draft. He played eight seasons for Chicago. Then he played for the Virginia Destroyers of the UFL. He is an alumnus of Georgia Southern University, where he set numerous school conference and NCAA Division I records, as well as winning two won double-A national championships and receiving the Walter Payton Award for most outstanding player in that league.
1: Happy birthday, Adrian Peterson. The Georgia Southern standout. There we go. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) I had nothing else. He had had eight touchdowns in the NFL. (laughs) July 1st. uh, Those are our birthdays in sports here in 2022. I wanted to bring this up because I started to think about it. You mentioned that the Carolina Panthers lost Super Bowl Fifty, which hurt, and you mentioned it. You know why? Seven times. It it did happen. You were right. It is true. It did happen. Um,
2: Just jump on the football.
1: Your your favorite teams Mm -hmm. are the teams that you first played for in Rec Sports, which I've always admired. I think that's so cool. About you, right? So your first little league baseball team was the Cardinals. Yes. And since you were a little one, you've been a Cardinals fan. Yes. You played Pee Wee football. Yes. For the Colts. Yes. Here in Smith Station, Phoenix City, Alabama, where at? No, that would have. I don't know where you would have been. Smith Station. Smith Station. You played for the Colts. Yeah. And that's your favorite NFL team. Yes. And then your first little league basketball team was the Mavericks. Yes. And you're a Mavericks fan. Yes. You've seen all three of your professional teams win championships.
2: Yeah, because you know I. 2011 was a big year for you. 2011. In 2011, this is what happened in 2011. The Mavericks won the NBA Finals. The Cardinals won the World Series. Depending on how you look at years, Auburn just recently won a national championship at some point. Yeah. If you were in the NASCAR, Tony Stewart won the NASCAR <laughs> Cup Series. All righty then. Right? You,
1: you've memorized every title team that
2: year. And you know what the Colts did?
3: What did they do? Drafted Andrew Luck. Drafted Andrew Luck <laughs> <for> the
2: first <laughs> pick. I traded the Colts for everybody else. <laughs> I don't think my 2011, I don't think any year y'all have to compare to my 2011, to be quite honest.
1: I think there could be. Ryan
2: could be close because of Golden, to... Golden State and the Braves. But the Braves won the World Series and Golden State was down. I'd have to hang on. He also has Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah he has Tampa Bay. Tampa do you Bay? have
1: any professional sports titles? Just do the I? Braves? <laughs> I Whoa! The I have the I Braves. Saying, saying, show, show me I the, the, rain, the way you said it
3: though. Was <laughs> do I like, have any? No. Um, I have the Braves. I have the Braves. Yeah, Braves. He has. Yeah, I have the Braves. Yeah, yeah, you have the Braves. Um, um, I have two Cardinals. Um, I think. The Hawks. Yeah. They yep, got close. And the Hawks got close. Falcons also got very close. Um, twenty-eight to three. Yeah. Pain, pain, but you know, uh, I've had I
4: know
2: Oh, right. I've seen all my teams I'm lose try- championships too. So, like, like I've got so many. Have races, you really, <laughs> yeah, the Mavericks lost to the in Heat. That's right. The, the Colts, Colts lost to, to the
1: Saints. Yeah. The Cardinals. And the Cardinals lost to the Red Sox in 2013. Yeah.
2: So, I've seen all my teams lose as well. So, don't, so like, it ain't, yeah. it ain't yeah. all sunshine that's and rainbows. True. That's, that's true. fine, though. You've seen them win.
1: That 2013 World Series was fun.
2: I don't like talking about it. Go Sox I think Ryan's too busy counting I on the have a lot yes. of years where two
4: teams won a championship this guy. but but not a team. Are, are you talking just professional sports for the or? most
1: and for the he did throw in Auburn there but I right. set it up for just the three main yeah. primary we, we, sports we the three main and, we and, can, and, yeah. and oh, okay. hockey is a major professional sport I was about to say cause I care about the lightning right yeah. and a number of people do but I had brought up Jared didn't play little league hockey uh-huh Let's I brought pr- up the sports. Uh-huh. Let's, <laughs> go let's go Brad. What if Jared played Little League hockey? That's why I, I wouldn't I, would, I, would, I, would,
2: I would stick out very
4: much. Well, there'd be, <laughs> yeah. there'd be a new holder of this nickname I'm about to share with you. There's a guy on the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, named Pat Maroon who's on their, like, their third line, and his nickname is Big Rig, <laughs> and I think you would take <laughs> that nickname from him. That'd be awesome. Big, uh,
5: <laughs> Big Rig.
1: I like uh, it. Well, let's
4: call him that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So, cause do you count? I mean, you don't count I, the Braves and Warriors together because the Braves happened in twenty one and the Warriors certainly happened in twenty two, right?
2: I mean, then, I would, that that would be different. Yeah. But
4: you know what? You could count. You would then you would put the Braves with the Bucks in twenty one, then because <sighs> the Bucks were February of
2: twenty one. And would did the Lightning have also won a championship in that span?
4: Yeah, but he's not wanting to count those three because the Lightning I, won in twenty and twenty one.
2: We can count those. If I can count Auburn for one year, he can count the Lightning for another year. Yeah, that's year.
4: fine. Yeah. So, ten, okay, there's there's a three out of four then. That's a
1: but good
2: I count, year. I count <laughs> it, <so. laughs> Cannot relate. Did Chase Elliott? I was about to say,
4: I think 2020 was 2020. Chase Elliott. <laughs> that would have been big for yeah. us. Yeah, because 21 was Larson.
1: When Absolutely. was Gordon's and then, title year? And and Gordon
4: then. were mo- were mostly when I was too young to know. Uh, yeah. I think he was like 95, 97, 98. The and Braves 01. won in 95. Yeah, I think he was, 95, was 95, 97, was 98, no one. You're exactly right. Yeah. So, 01, I vaguely remember. I can, I can picture the, the Flames car going around New Hampshire and Robbie Gordon wrecking him, me getting really upset, even though I'm, like, five or six years old. And Duke but, won the title in
2: 01.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I took for Tony
2: Stewart, then he killed a guy. <laughs>
5: I don't know how to get out of that. I, like, <laughs> what?
2: Was that a car crash? Is that what had happened? It, it wasn't, like, a dirt track you know the little uh like little drift cars right dirt track to, and he killed someone yeah, it, yeah. Was a, it was a whole thing accident I, I, sure. I think he got sued i don't think he lost though i think he anyway no, 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 no.
1: Let's, 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 how do we get a discussion again well, i was talking about titles and then you threw it and jeff gordon his, or Dark tony Stewart won a title in 2011
4: yeah that's how did you right. know 2010, that? 2011 yeah he won in the 14 when he was driving for his own team he won at least one in the twenty Home Depot say, car for Joe Gibbs. He never wore Gims.
1: a Humdinger. A Humdinger, hum, hum hum <laughs> man, a real Humdinger.
5: See,
2: never been to Home Depot. <laughs> no, I was there the other day. <laughs> home
4: Depot uh, twenty car. He won yes. in championship pin for Joe Gibbs Racing, and then he won the championship. Uh, usually had like a mobile One car number 14. i remember that well, uh, the, the first off, time well, the i watched office depot? depot as well but they, you, they, it, have multiple they had multiple yeah. so f- depending f- on what car he ran he but won yeah, three titles office
3: depot red car was his primary car you're right and then he had mobile one
4: jared well.
1: 0205 in 2011.
3: the literal first time i watched a full nascar race was in 2020. i was interning here was it the talladega it race it was the talladega race that was that was the, a good one to watch. That was the was very, that was the only race I've ever watched from start to finish.
4: And they wrecked coming to the start to ever. the finish of the race. Yeah. I was like, yep. I was like, see, ain't bad. Sometimes, <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes <laughs> it gets a little boring. I've i watched watched watch, sometimes
3: it watching NASCAR like five six, five, six cool. years.
1: I've started watching it more frequently. I don't know how. I, gosh, I can't it. do it. I, yeah, I, I just gotta give it
2: some time.
4: I watched the entire it. race no. last weekend. Chase Elliott won. I can't do it. You
2: ever get to the old NASCAR games? and it's yes. like you can say how many laps there are all and then them. me i i did all of them i'm like bro i sat here for three hours going around in circles for what reason like what am i doing with my life you gotta life? shorten
4: the race bro would
2: you win nobody nobody wins nobody. in that situation <laughs> nobody the console didn't win i didn't win my parents staring they, at me thinking something's wrong didn't win
4: they have an option for like five and ten percent is the race. that your I, I, put right. it through,
1: I put it to a hundred yeah can you be transparent? What? Is that your most embarrassing video game moment? No. no. What would it be? <laughs> He's
5: gotta go I had
4: an embarrassing one the other night on 2K.
1: Tell me. I mean, Only like,
4: NBA people would appreciate this, though.
1: But from what I was going for there is him saying, I spent hours just driving in circles so oh it gets worse is there a 14 hour straight span in your history is there a close you know that's a long close time
4: it is i was younger though i wasn't like this old i was probably high school age but yeah no that 12 hours has happened absolutely 12 12 hours hours it's happened oh yeah well my my famous thing my parents are listening and they know about this so i'm not like revealing uh anything to them Uh, My favorite thing to do when I was approximately like fourth grade age or so, third grade age, um, ready for whatever this is, was to get a blanket and cover the the crack in the door and the bottom so that they couldn't see light coming out the door and then stay up past nice. my bedtime <laughs> nice. and uh they caught me three or four times doing that but i probably also got away with it about 20 or 25 times <laughs> 20 or 25 so so i i probably i probably shot like a 80% from the free throw line on getting away with that um I take and it. there was a couple times where i what could get about four or five hours so there's a couple times where i got only got like four hours of sleep so i ended up okay <laughs> yeah. well you can talk about these things statue of limitations over with yeah. and like i said they know about it because i've told them before and they they busted me a couple times too i so. think
2: i think i can beat that depending how depressing you think the story is oh no go for it uh so on playstation it will be the show okay so it will be the show great games be The Show, like, the early versions, so on the PS3, yeah. Like,
4: 07, 08, Ryan Howard on the cover, maybe M- Dustin Pedroia. Maybe.
2: It was the MLB The Shows that had the move controller attached. Like, you could use the move controller. So like, PlayStation, before they, before they had VR and stuff like that, they had the move controller. They had, like, a little bulb oh, yeah, at the yeah, top. Yeah. They, yeah, they had a bulb yeah. at the oh, top. Yeah. It looked really weird. But the move controller, I had that, and I had MLB The Show. It was really fun because you could, like – Cause like just like with we baseball, but it's like with ML- think about MLB the show now, but you're using a move controller, right? Right. So you can play like home run derby and all that.
1: I'm having to remind myself of what it looked like, but yeah. yes, I'm picturing. That. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly like that, right? So I had a move controller, right? Yep. And you could actually play a franchise with the move controller, okay? So you could bat with the move controller, but you could also pitch. All right. So oh,
3: man, so Ryan, is Ryan, is Ryan,
2: just like how I was telling you at lunch about how. I would play like one game out of a week for 2K. Right. And I had a system set up. That's a good system. I did the same thing for baseball. Right. So I would put together my franchise and then I would wait for opening day Uh in like March or April. Right. Then I would pretty much follow the schedule for real. Right. Oh, wow. So if there's a game on March 5th, I'm playing the game that's on March 5th on the, if it's March 5th or
5: Mm, April 5th. Let's say April 5th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it's
2: April 5th and there's a game on my, and there's a game that I have to play on April 5th in my game, I'm going to play it. If not, I have a day off. That's great. I would come home after school. I had the move controller, right? So I I push the furniture out. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? I pick up the furniture. I move it. I need room. You know what I'm saying? I play nine innings, right? I'm batting with the move controller. I'm pitching too. Full wind up and everything. I would throw my arm out. Okay, I would throw my. That's why my arm pops in and out now. Okay, I will throw my arm. Throwing out. Like 150 pitches every
4: day, Jared. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: I so go to the bullpen. <laughs> I finished a whole season doing that. Oh my god! Imagine, imagine my friends saying, hey, ha- "Hey, you want to? Hey, you want to hang out, Jared? <laughs> no, nah, man, I got a game today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh." I was I was thinking this
4: thought and I didn't want to I didn't want to say it in a mean season. way, but I was like, Jared, you pretty much have to forsake all your friends to actually execute this. Like and you you have to not see
2: people. And I did, because <laughs> yeah. I, I needed that championship for the Cardinals. Okay, you know what the sad part is? After all that, I didn't put postseason. <laughs> oh my, my arm gosh. hurt too much. But could you imagine? Just little me just, yeah, <laughs> for like oh three boy. hours. Three. I had That's a. Wa- I had a. I had to change clothes. <laughs> like I got to have linen clothes. That's I had commitment. a water bottle. I was sweating. Would you play double headers? Well, I don't think MLB show does double headers. No, I don't think. It I does only they do. Oh man! So I never had to. Would you? What about batting? I would also bat. Yeah. Is and that yes, tiresome? It, it, if a lefty came up, I switch sides. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, came, well, I switch, uh, there will never the be a
4: higher dedication.
2: Yeah, I, res- yeah. I respect. respect the grind? It, it's I, weird I, I, if you're I, a righty I, batting left-handed. It's do weird you consider that? At. Do you consider that embarrassing? Looking back on it, it now, it sounds a little. Looking back yeah. on it now, I yeah, kind of dig it. But I'm I, kind of thinking I want to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I respect the grind. 100%. I will grind him. Yeah, do you have anything yeah. like that, Cam? No, nothing
3: any, like that. Any
1: what? What's coming to mind oh, for you? Man,
3: I mean, I mean, I'll sit. I'll sit and beat a whole game in a day if I really like it. I've done that. Um, I did that playing PlayStation. Not any sports games, but a bunch of one-player games. I would kill those really quickly. Could you beat Just a Call of Duty game in one day? Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I've done it before. That,
4: I think it was doable. Yeah. I, I never did it because yeah. I couldn't. I only My attention can only be wrapped that long for either GTA or a sports game. Yeah. Um but it's I think the campaigns are like ten hours, yeah. twelve hours Campa- oh, So yeah. if you if I you could, do it all day. You yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, I could do that. That that was something I don't know about you, like the few actually like Call of Duty or War games that I got, yeah I would immediately look up and see like how long the expected campaign was. Yeah. And now games are bigger, that, so now it might be tougher be, yeah, to yeah, get one done tougher. in a day. But I'm, World, War, Call of Duty World at War days, it was usually like nine to twelve hours, thirteen hours. If you cool. have a
1: Lego video game of something, in my prime, I feel like I was sitting there for multiple hours and just playing Lego Batman with my brother and.
2: <laughs> I have over. Six, I would.
3: Oh, I would me. play a lot of GameCube. Like I was GameCube was great. Addicted to GameCube. Never Cube. had GameCube. Like Cube. I beat. I beat. All of the Mario sports games yeah. and stuff like that. Super Strikers, yeah. Super Baseball. Strikers, yeah. yeah, yeah. That those are my games. I have game over, were good. Uh, yes, game I have Cubs over
4: 600
2: big, hours of Civilization Five.
4: Mine quit working. <sighs> you know amazing. what? Also, I th- there was a game I liked so much. I had on both PS2 and GameCube. MVB Baseball 2005 with yeah. Manny Ramirez on the cover, Sheesh. and would grind on
2: that on the GameCube for a long time. Did you have a GameCube? No, I just I thought I just thought a of g- a different story that's even worse than what I just told.
4: Well you told. just said
1: six hundred hours on Civilization Five? Yeah. That, I don't know what that is. Huh?
4: Oh, I know what Civilization is, but six hundred hours. Yeah.
2: There, there were times <laughs> yeah. where I said That's but- like a
4: month. Yeah. Is that not almost about a month? Because two hundred and forty hours is ten days, four hundred and eighty hours 25 is twenty days, days. twenty five days, that's almost a month. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I had a problem. What is
4: <laughs> what is that?
2: It's a strategy game.
1: Yeah. It, it's is that what you guys used to do in college?
4: No, that no. was democracy. That was democracy.
2: Okay. But that's not even what I was thinking about in my head. Okay,
1: tell me what you were thinking about, then we got to break and we got to get to our guests.
4: And that's still not even his worst, he says.
2: So I used to, my sister had a game called The Sims.
4: Oh, yeah, we knew <laughs> Like we've never
1: heard of The yeah. Sims. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: I never, it was just ne- real niche game. No one really ever had. I,
1: I've never played The Sims Me either. I've never had that opportunity. But
2: I would like, I, I would, you know, my sister had the game, so like I thought it was kind of cool because you could build houses and decorate it, and I was like, bro, that's kind of cool though. I could make a game room. But then it got really dark got when it. I would create a full family, and then I set the house on fire. <laughs> and See this
3: man here,
2: and see Sims, how long they would last.
3: You can do anything. So hard. I would. he's just testing stuff out
2: oh I, I would I would take all the doors away and see how long I would I would take all the doors away and see how long they will last without food or water
1: <laughs> all right. I don't know how to the respond horror. to that I mean yeah the horror we'll be back in our room <laughs> two yeah. Yeah. hey what what could you do in Sims anything
4: a lot of things. sounds like everything yeah yeah I never everything you can do either. in life yes like, even would you, that would it's
1: you
3: like have like a minecraft pr- but a little bit more realistic you're
1: holding a controller oh and a key, do you, keyboard and mouse okay but do you walk around as somebody
3: yeah you create your own
1: from life. a first person view yeah. or Don't, from a third person view third so i could see their whole body yes yeah. yes okay and then you have a whole life
2: pretty much yes from t- toddler to death and then you can be a ghost. <laughs>
5: I, I I had did a lot of ghosts in they. my playthrough if you haven't noticed.
2: Wow. <laughs> 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 they didn't last very long. Oh, man. That was a... I'll send you clips of what I did. Yeah, that was, <laughs> the Conjuring
4: that was- is just actually a bunch of
3: Jared's ghosts running around <laughs> haunting <laughs> people. What a riveting... Uh we got to continue this conversation at some point. This is the, this is the sports Amazing. talk show by the way. Yes it is.
1: Okay. And we want to hear from you 334-887-3401 coming up Chelsea James from the Washington Post a major league baseball insider joins our program next here on Tiger 95.9 FM alongside Jared Cameron Ryan my name is JJ 1 hour in the books and we're rolling.
0: And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour
1: of Sports Call getting started right now on Tiger ninety-five point nine FM and on the Tiger Communications app here in Auburn. JJ Jackson, Beery, and Ryan Lavoy inside our studios on this Friday as uh, to begin the second hour of our program. We are thrilled. To be able to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on our good pal Chelsea Jaynes of the Washington Post to talk with us about Major League Baseball and things going on in that sport. Chelsea, we appreciate the time. How are you today?
6: I'm doing great. Thank you for having
1: me. Absolutely. We've enjoyed our conversations in the past. Wanted to get back in touch and kind of talk about the season so far. A lot of news in sports, period, with uh, the college football realignments taking place that we're seeing, an NBA free agency off and rolling, other sports in their offseason. But the season continues to move forward for Major League Baseball. Uh, what have been some of the biggest stories this season uh, from your perspective, Chelsea? You know,
6: I think I think for me, one of the kind of things we watched all winter obviously was the collective bargaining between the players union and the owners and I think both sides had aspirations that a whole lot would change in in those negotiations and it doesn't seem like a whole lot has um you know you still have a lot of teams tanking as as we you know you say a lot of teams that are kind of way out of contention you know the same big market teams are are competitive so you know I think I think that's been interesting And, and then also just kind of the game I think has, has been exciting in large part. It, you know, it has been a lot of fun games, a lot of, you know, you know, the big stars kind of coming through. Shohei Otani having a great year will always be one of the big stories that baseball has until he's gone. So yeah, I think it's been kind of an interesting year with a lot changing, but also, you know, some good on field products.
4: And lately, Chelsea, we've been reading about this Freddie Freeman agent saga. Obviously, he had his return to Atlanta last weekend, it was a very emotional weekend. What did you make of the emotions involved there? And now, what's allegedly coming about? Uh, he said, she said about uh, Freddie Freeman's agent and the Braves. It's wild, you
6: know. It's it's definitely a strange situation, and I think you know Freddie Freeman is someone with whom I've only ever had very positive interactions, and. You know, I know things have kind of come out afterwards with teammates being frustrated with him or whatever. But, you know, I think by and large, you know, you, you kind of know who Freddie Freeman is just from watching all these years. And it's tough. You know, it, it's also tough to know who's telling the truth, right? I think when something like this happens, you know, the Braves have every incentive to kind of make it seem like they did their best and, and they got screwed in the end. But, um, you know, who knows if that's true? And, and then the stuff about his agent not bringing him the last offer, that's kind of... You know, that's sort of like an actionable offense. You know, if agents do that, they get in actual trouble. So it seems kind of unlikely that that was the whole story. It's, it's all very complicated, but I think it's, it's very clear that Freddie Freeman wanted to stay and, and is not able to. And I don't know, it's always sort of jarring when someone's life turns like that. You know, you always sort of expect these guys get what they want or they're after the money. But it's it's interesting to kind of just watch how that's played out. Because I think the Braves are fine without him. And, you know, it's, it's always just kind of a little jarring and sad, frankly, to see somebody sad to, to be where they are.
4: And I was going to also say, Chelsea, as you just mentioned, I mean, in the midst of all this, the Braves are playing uh, some of the best best baseball in the major leagues. Right now they've whittled down an NL East uh, lead that the Mets once saw was around double digits. So, I mean – Taking into account all of this, all these distractions, and the fact that Matt Olson is now the the first baseman of the Braves, and and how well some of these guys have played, are you surprised the Braves have been able to get this hot in the midst of all this and and already start to make it uh, a two horse race in the NL East?
6: I'm not surprised at all. You know, I think for me, it's easy to say, right, now that they're playing well, but like that team is so good. I mean, they're just so deep, they're so well constructed. They've They've been through it. You know, they know that it's not the end of the road if they struggle. The Mets always are going to have those doubts in the back of their mind just from being the Mets. Um, and I think, you know, Atlanta's just so deep. I mean, you know, to, to do what they did last year without Acuna, they, they should feel like they can do anything, and I think they do. And, you know, they're going to have the advantage in the second half because it's, you know, they're going to be breathing down the Mets' neck, and, you know, the story is not going to be the Braves are, are coming back. It's going to be the Mets are, are losing it, and that's that's never where you want to be if you're the Mets. So, you know, I think that, that Atlanta's just built so well for so such a long term, really, and it's uh, it's no surprise that they're back in it. And you know, especially if they make a move or two with the deadline, it's like wh- I don't see why they can't sort of duplicate what they were able to do last year.
1: Well, let's stay there for just a moment. Obviously, here in Auburn, Alabama, we're just 100 miles away from Truist Park, so very much so in the heart of Braves country. You mentioned Ronald Acuna Jr. not being with the team a year ago down that postseason run, recovering from the torn ACL injury. We see yesterday that he's the top vote-getter in the National League. We'll be starting in the Midsummer Classic. What's it been like to see Acuna, one of the game's brightest stars, back there playing for Atlanta? Oh, I mean, it's
6: it's I, when the season started. I, I was thinking about them and it's like, oh man, like they have Acuna too, you know. And he's he's so good and so dynamic, and, and like not even at the height of his powers, probably. Like there's still a lot of development to be done there. And you know, it's it's going to be great if we get to see him down the stretch. If we see him in a postseason, you know, imagine what last year would have been like with him there. But you know, I think he's a he's a real generational talent that you know sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. I think it's. it's you know, there's some big names out there, and with the injury last year, you kind of forget how good he really is. But I think when you get to, you know, late September and October, and, and they're on the national stage a lot more, people are going to remember why Ronald Acuna Jr. is such a big deal and why he's so fun to watch because he's, he's about as exciting as as it gets. When the ball goes off as bad, it's just different. It's always been different, and it's, it's really fun to watch.
1: You can follow her on Twitter, at Chelsea underscore Janes of the Washington Post, talking all things Major League Baseball right now. Chelsea, we saw a story recently from you about the pitch clock in the game, and that's something that's been in the sport for a few seasons now, at at the college level that we see here in Auburn, and, and, and even beyond that, people are always trying to talk about the pace of game and how things can improve. Tell us a little bit about this story and what your recent findings have been.
6: Yeah, you know, I think I think it's coming. I think the pitch clock is going to be in Major League Baseball potentially as soon as next year, and I think it should be. It's uh, Getting to see it is a real – it's really fascinating because you realize how much dead time there is in baseball. You know, I think we all know that, but uh, it really just sucks out all the stuff you don't need. You're not sitting there like, w- what are we sitting around for? Why is this guy taking so long? Um You know, it's just like a—it's a real, for lack of a better term, game changer. And I think you might have some traditionalists who, who say, "Oh, you know, well the game—you know—the guys need the time that they they need to make their pitches." Or you'll see some veterans grumbling and stuff. But, but baseball needs to expand its fan base. I mean, attendance is down, viewership is down, and you don't have to worry about the people that love four-hour games. If they're there for four hours and loving every minute, they're going to love every minute of two and a half hours too. But I think when you start to try to expand this and there's so much competition for attention and so many other faster, you know, more action-packed sports, you, you got to make some adjustments. And I think it's a perfect adjustment because it doesn't change anything. All it changes is that there is less kind of wandering around and, and all the stuff that none of us really want to see anyway. So I think it's it's really fun to watch in person and I and I do kind of hope it sticks. I really, I think it could change things for the better. Uh,
4: and, and you speak of changes, Chelsea. I mean, a, a couple more things want to ask you about. Uh, and first, something that has been, Kind of being reported here in recent days is the potential for robot ump's coming in in 2024 to call balls and strikes. Where, where do you stand on this? And uh, and so far, I, I think they've done some testing this in the minor leagues. I, I guess they're pleased with what they've seen test-wise.
6: I think they are. It's interesting because I actually last year they were testing a few different rules, and I went down to see. They had moved the mound back a foot. And that was obviously a huge deal. All the pitchers were worried about it. But when I got there, the thing that people in that league said was, it's not the mound moving back a foot. We noticed it's the robo are the problem. And they didn't like them. And I think part of that was because, and, and league officials have admitted this, it's just hard to calibrate the strike zone, right? It's hard to, they have to figure out a sweet spot. They have to figure out where they want to figure out when the strike is, right? So that is it isn't to be Crosses the front of the plate. Is it, as it comes over the back, you know, there's all these little things they have to calibrate They sort of change with every hitter, but I think they feel like they're getting closer to being able to do that in a way that people can, can you know, respect. The thing I've heard most of people about those is, is players just get mad because they don't have anyone to yell at. And I know that sounds like funny and trivial, but it's, it's real. Like, they're like, we don't have anyone to yell at if something goes wrong, you know, that it's, it's just it's just a really interesting sort of psychological uh, change that you would have to make there. But 2024 still seems quick to me. I'll uh, I'll be surprised if it if it really does happen then. I think the pitch costss a lot easier while well, it's complicated. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think if you have the technology to do it right, um, then it's probably worth it. Or, or maybe you have the technology to even imp- implement it in a review system where you get to challenge a couple calls a game. You know, maybe something like that is a good compromise. But yeah, that's you know, they're getting closer on that for sure.
4: And then remind us, Chelsea uh, of any other CBA rule changes that could be coming. I know this year we've had, uh, the continuation of the runner-on-second rule and extra innings. Remind people, is that going away next year, or kind of what's the status on that?
6: So I, I'm i not sure. I think that that is probably going to stay. I think they, they put it back this year. It was originally not going to be a part of things, and they the owners and players talked again and said, let's do it. I don't know if that will continue. I think that the goal of that rule, and I don't know, if it, I think it does achieve it, but it's a little bit awkward. It's just to make sure you don't, run into these 18-inning games and, and blow out a lot of pitchers. I, I don't know if with a full spring training next year if they feel like they'll need that or not. Um, you know, I think the, the thing to watch is when they left the negotiations. The, the way they got that deal done was they said, okay, you know, there's one last thing we have to figure out, and that is whether we will create an international draft. And the players weren't ready to agree to it then, so MLB said, okay, you have until July 25th, and if you want it then, that's great. We won't have the qualifying offer system you know that that kind of penalizes teams for signing big free agents obviously the players would rather not have that because it means that more teams are eager to bid on them um but it's sort of up to the players now whether they say okay we want to change the international system entirely because right now it's kind of a free-for-all signing thing um or if they you know want to have free agency in a way they like it so that that deadline's coming up and it's been kind of hush-hush about where all those negotiations stand but the potential implementation of an international draft would change a lot of things. I mean, the Braves, for example, so much good young talent has come out of their international system, and it's, it's, frankly, it comes cheaply, because you can sign those guys young and, and turn them into something more expensive, and um, a draft would sort of even that playing field a bit more, so it'll be interesting to watch what happens with that.
1: Our guest is Chelsea Janes of the Washington Post talking all things Major League Baseball as we get ready to get you out of here today. Again, thanks for the time. On, On Friday, July 1st, here we are obviously a weekend away from Independence Day coming up on Monday. You think about the 4th of July, a lot of people are thinking about fireworks or thinking about the hot dog eating contest that takes place, but also... A lot of baseball has been ingrained in so many people's memories. What do you think is the best venue to take in a 4th of July game, or what are some of those baseball moments that uh, that you absolutely love about Independent State, Chelsea? You
6: know, it's, I, don't, I guess I don't know if it's the best place, but the place I've spent the most time in D.C., and they play their 4th of July game at 11 a.m. every year because they want to get everyone cleared out for the fireworks, and there's just sort of a lot of security concerns around. Um, but it's a blast, actually. It's kind of a rare... You know, normally no one wants to get up early, but for that day, people <laughs> do. They've had a lot of fun on that day for some reason. You know, the stands are packed. It's kind of an event, and it's it's fun, and it's very DC. You know, get out of the way before, you know, the real stuff comes. It's it's, a, it's always a lot of fun. It's early for sure, but it's, it's really interesting and, and a good experience.
1: All-Star Week coming up. We've got the trade deadline right around the corner about a month from now as well. Where can we find all of your work, Chelsea?
6: Uh, just if you're brave enough, but uh, Chelsea underscore James on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if I recommend it in big doses, but that's where
1: I'm at. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for the time, and we'll catch up again sometime soon, okay? Yeah, thanks for having me. Outstanding. That's Chelsea Janes. She writes for the Washington Post, and again, as she said, on Twitter, at Chelsea underscore Janes. Good response there. Fourth of July, I do have a lot of memories of watching ball games on that day, and it is. Uh, she's right, I can't vividly picture those really early, eleven a.m. Eastern games there for the Nationals, but you got to get out of the way so folks can can come in. And uh, a lot of comments there on the robot, robot, robot,
3: robot
1: <laughs> on the. Uh... I
4: am robot. <laughs> this is a strike.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great on the robot umpires. Let's talk about that and more. James from Montgomery, he's going to join us next. Are robot umpires coming to baseball? We'll talk about that and more. Here on Sports Call.
0: Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com.
1: Moving forward here on Sports Call Tiger ninety five point nine FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Cam Berry and Ryan Lavoy. Brooks Chiltress is here. Hi, Brooks. Hi. Uh, Chelsea James of the Washington Post just joined us on the show. Really interesting. I, I really appreciate her work. A lot of fun talking about pitch clocks. Yeah. Potentially coming to baseball to speed it up. Speed and we it up. talked. We talked about robot umpires yesterday a little bit. I didn't even consider. A point she made, however, that in the minor leagues when you're testing things like this, does wh- what is this what is a strike? You know, and where does the ball cross the plate? Does it cross the front corner and then veer off and not make it all the way yeah. through the plate itself? And it's like a robot is going to have to make this decision. And
4: people's height matters because just look at the series going on with Yankees-Astros. You have one of the tallest players in the sport and Judge and one of the smallest in Altuve. Their strike zones are different. When you're a foot height (laughs) difference there, you're going to have a real palpable difference in the strike zone.
1: Is it an actual robot, do we know? Like with arms and legs?
4: Or are you just talking about like a laser? I think it's just like a sensor laser type thing, I think.
1: Yeah, would you be okay if it was a robot with arms and legs? You wouldn't. I would not.
4: I don't know how I'd feel. You don't like. You could yell at the. No, too freaky. Really? Yeah.
1: I. I just. Too scary. I I don't know. Maybe I've seen too many movies. I'm not I sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Transformers. Uh, Robot umpires. That's a thing. And we're talking about other things in sports as well. Let's take phone calls. 334-887-3401. Joining us now on the program is our pal... James from Montgomery. James has called into the show today. Hello, James.
7: Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle, War sir. Eagle. Yeah, the first thing that I'm actually talk about is the... Uh, College changing from Big Ten to where? Where do you think these two schools from the Big Ten will actually end up in twenty twenty four of next few years down the line between you between USC and UCLA Bruins? Where do you where do you actually see them actually going to actually you know put put their two schools out in the SEC?
1: Yeah, they were in the Pac twelve. They were in the Pac-12, and now they're going to go over to the Big Ten. So they're going from Pac-12 to Big Ten. So I think they'll end up in the Big Ten.
7: Yes, I, I, I for me, I think they should stay in the, you know, from moving from the Pac-10 uh, to the uh, from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. I think that's a good change, and I think that is what they're going to be looking at, but. With that being said, with all the other schools that might be coming uh, to the SEC, like Oklahoma and Texas, that will give, you know, that will give a lot of um, that will give a lot of different similarities to other schools like Auburn and Georgia and Alabama, just to just to name those three schools, just to give us um, just to give us, you know, some somebody new, a new opponent that we haven't played in a while as well.
1: It does change up the schedule and the the opponents that you have on your schedule uh, when all these big conference changes takes place. So you're right. You've got Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC and then obviously USC and UCLA, both there in the Los Angeles area. Now they're going to be a part of the big 10.
7: Yeah. So when they actually do the Rose bowl uh, bowl games this year, um I I don't know how that's going to look with uh UC, with uh, UCLA and USC because I know UCLA they always have a big uh a big margin with the Rose Bowl and they do they go to the Rose Bowl every year but I'm not quite sure um when the season actually starts I don't know who they're going to actually play uh this year and who they're going to lose next a few years in 2023 and in 2024.
1: Yeah, the cool thing about UCLA, they play in the Rose Bowl. Like, every single one of their games is played in the Rose Bowl. That's their home stadium. Like, Auburn's home stadium is Jordan Hare, and UCLA's home stadium is the Rose Bowl.
7: Yeah, so if I'm just looking at it in my crystal ball, I'll probably see, like, Auburn and UCLA playing in the in the big New Year's Six Bowl this coming up uh season.
1: You think they could play in the Sugar Bowl or the the Orange Bowl or the Cotton Bowl, the Rose Bowl, where where do you think they're headed? I'll probably say
7: the Rose Bowl as well because we have so a home
1: game for UCLA.
7: Yeah, so with that with uh Auburn and UCLA, I mean they really have great uh great programs, great history under under um, both schools as well, and they're one of the oldest uh, rivalry teams in in college football today as well. So their their rivalries go way way back as well.
1: Wait, tell me a little bit more about that Auburn and, and UCLA football series.
7: Um, well, I mean, between Auburn and UCLA, you have to go like deep, 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 deep into the into the auburn ucla robbery history book and see some of the great legends of the past that actually played under uh ralph shook jordan and many guys that actually played you know under him and it's it's just the robbery that auburn fans really need to actually look at as well
1: yeah it, it's going to be a good rivalry they've never played before they, they have never played one another before, but you're going to have Auburn play at UCLA in 2027, and then UCLA will play at Auburn in 2028.
7: Yeah, so I would actually uh, get to actually see that as well, because with with me as being an Auburn fan, I've seen so many great, great games over the years that Auburn actually played, and uh, seeing some of the uh, great games of the past when they actually show it on the on the big video board there in uh, Jordan Hare stadium. And some of those games, I actually remember um, one, one game in particular is Auburn versus L- uh, LSU. And that was during the uh, barn burner game. I remember that one that was in 1989. I was born in 1988. So i remember that game and that game will always be in my memory banks for for years to come as well.
1: You can remember that, and you were one years old. You were probably crawling around then, James.
7: Yeah, so... You didn't I mean, even know how to walk in, yet. You were crawling. Yeah, so I was... Um, I, I could... You know, I, I was just like at a year old, and, you know, seeing... You know, trying to trying to figure out, like, you know, getting, getting my mind wrapped around all of the great uh, traditions of Auburn when I was just a baby, and... You know, for me, as being an Auburn fan, I've been an Auburn fan for a long time, as I can remember. And my first time ever, you know, getting to be an Auburn fan was when I was actually 13 uh, years old. And I actually do have a picture of me with the tiger that I used to, you know, that that I was at, but I don't know exactly where I was at at that time. But if you see it, it's with me and my younger with me and my younger sister and then in the middle is a it's a guy in the tiger um outfit as well.
1: But not Aubie. Or yes, was it
7: Aubie? Well, no, no, no. It was um I, I guess I was somewhere.
1: Were you at uh, like a zoo? To,
7: yes. And that and that right there took off like a light bulb in my head.
1: A light bulb in your head while you were at the zoo, and uh, you were taking a picture with someone in a tiger costume, and then you said, I need to be an Auburn fan, right? And, yep, and that's where it came from. Wow. Do you remember what that's zoo it was? Um,
7: I don't remember that far back as well.
1: Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, what else is on your mind?
7: Well, I've been hearing a lot about uh, Brittany Griner, and I'm hoping that she will come home soon. And, um, you know, I I just, you know, I wish her the best of luck, you know, coming home, come home safely. Because, I mean, the WNBA, they really do need her as well. And, you know, yesterday, well, last night I was watching uh, the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix the mercury that she plays for the team that she plays for for the WNBA. i mean i was like right there with them you know trying to you know root them on cheer them on and and they just couldn't they they couldn't even make a good a good scoring percentage with without her on the team.
1: yeah we hope that she can return safely currently being detained uh, overseas but the phoenix mercury uh, are having to play without her right now and so uh, we'll see we'll see how they're able to improve moving forward and we'll see how much longer until she's able to return into the lineup but they did win james they they won by twenty one so uh, I think they were scoring just fine they scored ninety nine points
7: yes, I actually did uh see that as well and
1: they're on a um, three game winning streak
7: yeah, so with that, you know I always watch them and um, you know, I'm I'm just like, you know, trying to watch other other WNBA teams that my team uh, the Dallas Wings might play against. So we might play against them real soon, maybe down the line, maybe in August or in September, but I mean, they're they're really they're really good uh, they're they're really good team players and they play really rough as well.
1: Did you uh, hear us talking a little bit about robot umpires?
7: oh yes I actually did hear that because um with with a uh, young lady um that you all were talking with I do i, I actually um I, I think that they should have that in major league baseball and in the minor league as well because um that will actually give a lot of senior a lot of senior veteran. Uh, baseball fans to know, you know, uh, the, the, um, the time of that pitch that's going to be coming and how you're supposed to, like, clock it at the right time as well.
1: Yeah, ma- mainly the robots will be calling balls and strikes. So their job is going to say, okay, did that ball go through the strike zone or it, it, it did it miss? And is it a ball? They'll have the radar guns. The radar guns will continue to track how fast the pitches are. But we need those umpires to tell us whether or not it's a ball or a strike. Four balls and you walk. Three strikes and you're out.
7: Yes, that's well. Because I've I actually um, seen, you know, for me as being a baseball fan for so long, I, you know, I always... You know, study like the the different um, pitching the pitching positions that the that the um, that the guys that be behind the home plate umpires. actually do. I watch, yeah, I, I actually watch the umpires and seeing what they actually do with all the different um, signs on the balls and how they actually call it as well.
1: What else is on your mind, James?
7: Well, I'm actually going to be getting ready for, uh, well, actually, I'm counting the days down to the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony. And I'm actually going to be watching that uh, this year, actually, and seeing who's going to be enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well.
1: Who do you think it should be?
7: Oh, it's a lot of guys out there. Um, I've seen on... uh, On my Twitter, I know for me as following the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I've actually done some Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, NFL challenges, and some of them I've won, and some of them are out there in the ordinary with some of the team logos and uh, some of the teams that some of the players that actually play for those teams. um, I've actually got some of them right as well.
1: And then we've got the USL, USFL Championship on Sunday. Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Yes. Central. We've got Philadelphia versus Birmingham.
8: Yes,
7: so that game I am going to watch. And Sunday I have night. The
1: Bur- huh? Sunday night.
7: Yes, I'm going to be watching that Sunday night. And I actually have the Birmingham Stallions going 10-1. and for the first time in Birmingham Stallions history in a historic uh, season in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well.
1: They would be champions.
7: Yes, this will be their first time ever in, I think, over a year that the team, uh, that the city of Birmingham has never, that team alone Will be the first team to ever bring home the hardware as well to
1: Birmingham. What song do you think they're going to sing if they're champions?
7: Um, I'll probably say because I love movies, and I'll probably go out if I was if I was a Birmingham Stonian football player, and they ask at the end of our game if we win against the Philadelphia Stars, and they'll say what what song do you want for your for your uh, team to go out in, I'll say, we are the champions.
1: (laughs) Yeah. How does that song go?
7: Oh, man. I've heard it so many times. It's it's remarkable.
1: We are the the champions. (laughs) We are the champions. That one? Mm Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, we yes, hope they can absolutely. win the championship.
7: Yes, and then tomorrow I'm actually watching a little bit of Wimbledon, I'm actually watching Coco Golf and she's going to take her talent um tomorrow morning as well. So that's going to be good for uh Coco Golf to actually go into the uh fifth round of um of Wimbledon. Tomorrow afternoon as well
1: It's truly unbelievable how many Sporting events we have coming up this weekend You've also got UFC 276 That I'm really excited about A big title fight for Israel Adesanya He's going to be in the Octagon tomorrow night Uh, And then we've got NASCAR coming up on Sunday too. I mean it's a lot of things taking place
7: Yes there is NASCAR uh, Coming up on Sunday The practice uh, qualifying for the big uh, Road course So they're going to do practicing on that on Sunday, and then on they're actually going to be doing um, the practice race for the um, for the Xfinity uh, series on Sunday, and then on Monday they're doing another practice race for the um, NASCAR Cup series as well.
1: Yeah, they'll do the Cup Series race on Sunday. So. Uh, That'll be something for us to watch and kind of be entertained by. All right, what about your plans for the 4th of July, James? What do you have coming up on Monday?
7: On Monday, I am actually going to be going to the Montgomery Biscuits on the 4th of July weekend. So we are actually playing the Biloxi Shuckers at home. We have a seven-game stretch, a home game stretch, uh, playing against the the Biloxi Shuckers, So. Um, I think we might win this one, so it's going to be a really, really fun time. I know a lot of people are going to be um, out and, you know, watching fireworks and uh, eating a lot of hot dogs, and it's going to be it's going to be really fun on a Monday night in my hometown. So we got a lot of different things to do on Monday night. We have um, one of my best friends. he's a um, he's a he's a uh, uh, upcoming singer, so he's um, coming from Birmingham, so he's going to be playing all of his uh, mixtures of different genres of music, and uh, that will be really good for him to actually come to uh, the city of Montgomery as well, and then I'm going to be hanging out with a couple of my uh, good friends, and um, we're actually going to be uh, drinking and watching a lot of uh, different things on... Um, on Monday night.
1: There you go. There you go. And we got the hot dog eating contest coming up on Monday too. The Nathan's world famous hot dog eating contest. How many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 10 minutes, James? How many do oh, you think you could do?
7: If I was actually in the Nathan's eating hot dog contest, I'll probably try to eat like 30 or 31. Wow.
1: That would be so impressive. Do you know what the record yes. is?
7: Uh Uh-uh, I do not know. The
1: record is 76. 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes.
7: Okay. That's a lot. Yeah, that is. And actually with that, they always do that from the historic Coney Island in New York, New York City, as well as one of the oldest uh, amusement parks there in New York City. Uh, It's one of many many treasures that's going to be around for so many many years as well
1: well we'll be watching for sure and uh james we hope that you have a wonderful independence day weekend be uh, drink but have some fun okay make sure you're smart
7: oh uh, yes i always do and um you know i'll probably uh i'll probably do like a video of the fireworks and i'll just put
1: You still there with us? Hello? Hey, James, are you there? Hello? Hey, James. James, can you hear Uh us? I think we might have lost James there. James. Going for James. All right. Well, uh, yeah, if he posts a video of the fireworks, maybe we'll be able to see that over the weekend. He's on Twitter follow james over there one more time jay okay all right let's uh let's go to our next break here on the show that was great technology perfect gotta love it gotta love it let's take our next commercial break and sports call continues in a moment I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson, Brooks Childress, Cam inside the studio right now. And uh, we're thrilled to keep taking your phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334 334- Eight eight seven three four zero one. Joining us now on the program is Matt from Tallahassee. Matt has called into the show. Hi, Matt. What's up? Hey, pal. What's up?
8: What's up, Brooke?
1: What's up, man?
8: What's up, Cam?
1: What's up, man? That's our crew. What 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 you got? Did you like that? uh, You heard from James there. Yeah, uh, I heard he
8: said he he could eat. I hot dogs. I could probably if I ate a hot dog, or if my brother ate a hot dog, my brother might eat probably about maybe sixty or seventy, because uh, he eats about three or four pickles out of the pickle jar. Remember those? And but I could probably. I could probably say between seventy six or seventy seven. I don't
1: know, probably in ten minutes.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, for the world record.
8: Mm, maybe.
1: Maybe you're right. Maybe.
8: So, when, so, JJ, how was it? How was it spending time with your family?
1: They're still in town. They got a few more days uh, here in town, and uh, actually, about a little bit over a week. I'm really enjoying it. You know, I'm from North uh, Carolina, so they're they're a little bit of uh, they're a few hours away, but it's been good to have them around.
8: So are they going to be here for the fourth?
1: Uh, they actually, uh, they're they're about to go on a cruise. My my dad and stepmom are about to go on a cruise for a few days, and then they'll be back right after it.
8: I, I your so your mom and dad are big North Carolina
1: fans. Or I come from a Duke family, Duke family. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh,
8: so, do you guys have a game tonight?
1: No game tonight. No, we only play on Tuesdays. We only play on Tuesdays.
8: Okay, so the game you guys got uh, that rained out? Yeah. Do you guys have the reschedule or make it
1: up? It'll be on a a Tuesday in August sometime.
8: Okay. Yeah, we're still a
1: ways from that, but we play every Tuesday.
8: Uh, All right. So, hey, so, hey, Brooke. And, Ken, what position do you guys play?
9: I play outfield. I get moved around, so I, I played second base for the first week. I'll probably play some catcher and do some hitting. It's wherever our coach Jared
3: puts us. Yeah. So, so, so Ken, do you
9: play left or
1: right?
3: Right field.
8: Okay. Uh, anyway, I was going to see if he had have any trivia questions for me.
1: What kind of trivia do you want? Oh, um,
8: let's see. How about I do a couple of um, – I never had this one before. How
1: about a couple of NBA? NBA and, trivia questions. And
8: then um, a couple of
1: college. Okay. All right. Here you go. How many championships has LeBron James won? LeBron James. Oh man, he's
8: been he's been with different he's been with different NBA teams. Uh I'm saying probably with the Miami Heat. I say 3 and then with the Lakers He's won two, so total of maybe five.
1: Yeah, he's won four. He's won four. So he won two with the Miami Heat, and then he won one with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then he won one with the Lakers. So four total. Four total titles for LeBron. Okay. How many titles has Steph Curry won? Steph
8: Curry? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I say four. Four is right. Very good. How many championships has Michael Jordan won?
8: Michael Jordan. He's won, I would say, four, but that's not right.
1: Yeah, a, a few more than that.
8: He's probably
1: won about six. Six is exactly right. Six rings for MJ. And then finally, how many NBA championships has Charles Barkley won?
8: Barkley. Barclay, okay. I'm a big fan of Barclay. I love Barclay. Uh, Barclay, he's only played with only about two NBA teams. Right?
1: He played for a few, yeah.
8: He played for Phoenix Suns.
1: Yeah. So
8: I'm probably going to say that Barclay.
1: He has won five. You think he's won five championships? Mm-hmm. He's played for three teams. Oh, well, oh, The Suns oh, okay. and the 76ers, remember, in the Rockets. And uh, it's, he yeah. hasn't won any. Zero. He's, he hasn't won a championship. Okay. Yeah.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, uh, we got a break coming up here, so I hope that you have an amazing 4th of July weekend, okay? I said, hey, a where, where hey,
8: hey, Brooke? Yeah. You said I'm gone to the bank yet?
9: No, I just got my paycheck today, so I have to go to the bank this weekend.
8: What? Hey, Cam? Yeah. Hey, I don't know if I told you, Brooke owes us
3: $100. He owes us $100?
9: Yeah, I missed the show on Monday. I could use $100. Yeah. yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can make that happen.
1: <laughs> All right, Matt. Have a good weekend. Okay, let's do the cheer. Five, four, three, two, one. Whoa! Eagle. Eagle.
5: Hey. Beat them a 48, 45,
8: 63, 13. Booyah. Booyah. Hey. hey, JJ, before I go, I talked to a former high school uh, coach. And I talked to his son. And his son the big Alabama fan, his name is Carlos uh Stewart. He don't think we are gonna beat Alabama. Like he said this gonna be Harkins last year. We don't know who our coach is, but they do he don't think we're gonna be Vamos this year.
1: Well we'll see. We'll see. Well have a good fourth of July weekend, okay? Say hello to your family for us.
8: All right, we'll tell so word Steve I said hey next time we talk to him and then and big big, big do, uh, I'll behave.
1: We'll behave and we'll be good. Yeah. And Jane to, tell
8: James to do the chair sometime, too. And I'll talk to you guys Tuesday. Tuesday.
1: Talk, talk to, to you guys guys then. This. Be good. Warrior. War Eagle. That's Matt War from Talesee Eagle. joining us there on the phone lines. All right. The second hour of Sports Call has come to a close. One hour left to go alongside Brooks Childress and Cam My name is JJ Jackson. Two hours of the Bucks and we're rolling.
0: you listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started.
1: Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson inside the studio with Cam Barry, Brooks Childress and Ryan LaVoy. Fun show so far, a lot of great phone calls. Uh, have been made and uh, enjoyed our chat earlier with Chelsea Janes of the Washington Post about the Major League Baseball season. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, we'll chat with Kevin McAlpin of the Braves Radio Network. The Braves are getting set for a three-game series this weekend against the Cincinnati Reds. And uh, yeah, it's a big weekend. A lot going on. It's July 1st. We will not have a show on Monday for the 4th of July holiday. The uh, it'll get... be the... Nathan's World Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest on Monday. 76 is the record by Joey Chestnut. How many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 10 minutes, Cam?
3: Uh, Definitely not that many. As much as I love hot dogs, it's I actually kind dogs. of a,
1: it's a sickening exercise yeah, for me to yeah, think about. Because yeah. I don't think I would enjoy it as much if I was just I'd, trying to see how many I could eat in 10 minutes.
3: I'd probably not eat all day just to get ready for it and then
1: i don't could i eat one in 10 minutes
3: you could eat one I eat a hot
1: dog minutes. in 10 oh at a normal pace don't you eat one in 10 minutes yeah yeah it doesn't take you more than that
3: no no no, it, no i so two
1: would probably be attainable
4: yeah i was gonna say how many hot dogs can i eat in one meal three how many could i eat in 10 minutes probably two and a half. Two to three
3: could probably eat about four in 10 minutes
1: yeah,
8: yeah.
4: In ten minutes, yeah. I'm just not a huge like hot dog guy. Like okay. I like hot dogs, I'm, but like I, I get tired of them today. pretty quick.
1: Did you really yeah.
4: <laughs> say that again? I had hot dogs he, for lunch today. Oh, okay.
1: I need the invites. I I need hot dogs from time yeah, to time.
4: I
3: went home, cooked a couple hot dogs, and came back.
4: That's the way to Have do it. Have you ever had a Miss Stories Dairy Bar in Opalika? No,
3: but I've heard that their hot dogs
4: unbelievable. are unbelievable. Yeah, very good. I've heard. That I would eat. I would amazing. eat. I would consider eating more than three of those. I need to go there.
1: Same. That place is same. Busting. I'm in the same boat there. Um that
3: place is absolutely busting.
1: Can you guys watch the hot dog eating contest?
3: No, I choose not to. Just eh. <laughs> it gets uh, messy. It's really quick. It's, it's I only mean, yeah, 10, it's 10 minutes. minutes, but Sheesh.
1: It does get messy. Yeah.
4: I I feel like I've seen it most years. It's not I'm not going to camp around the TV yeah, for I, it, I, Yeah, yeah, ex- I If I stumble upon it, it's, you know, as you said, it's just 10 minutes. It's only
1: 10 minutes, yeah. yeah. Check it out. I I would encourage people to check it out. I mean, we've got a lot coming up this weekend in the sports world. Um, You know, this is a a little preview of of what's to come this weekend. The Braves have that series against the Cincinnati Reds, uh, and we'll have some baseball on Monday. The Nationals having that game at 11 a.m., as Chelsea James was talking about. That's 11 a.m. Eastern time by the way. So, I mean, 10 a.m. and a first pitch is being thrown in a baseball game.
4: Yeah, but, I mean, the, the locale is more important. Um, so, I mean, I don't think a lot of people here are going to care that much about the Nationals. They're not playing the Braves. Right. Nope. Um, so, um, just Eastern time zone, people 11 a.m. isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, didn't get a chance to ask or ran out of time, but, uh, you know, the Juan Soto negotiations are uh, still not, working out for them and reports were that he was seeking a thirteen year, four hundred million dollar deal. Yeah. They offered I think three fifty and I just wonder if he's gonna be waiting to see what Judge gets this off season and try and base a offer or base a ask uh kind of off of that a little bit because Judge is probably Dude. in that same category yeah. of player. He's just a little older, so right, Seto can right, say, right. give me that per year but add a few years onto it. So Yeah. Um sheesh yeah that's Do a lot think of money
3: coming back to the yankees is he just, is he just...
4: i mean i would put it this way i i don't guarantee it but name me more than three or four teams that could afford him
3: right because it's like man they didn't want to pay him initially and then he did this right.
4: <laughs> but it's it's just like I, I, only the new york and la teams right, feel like they really... could be in the market for right. that and the the Angels have been paying a lot of money for a for a pedestrian team and the right. Dodgers feel about capped out with all the guys they're paying right now. Can yeah. they add a thirty or forty million dollar a year salary guy? I don't know. So, you know, I know that uh Steve Cohen is paying a lot of money for the Mets teams and maybe his pockets are, are pretty bottomless. So maybe the Mets would be involved. I, I couldn't see the Red Sox forking out that kind of dough. Uh, the Chicago teams were not in great position to do that. I mean, right. I'm serious. I was like, yeah, I'd,
3: that is just so, it's just limited as to how many teams can truly, like, pay him what he's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, if he really wants that money, I mean, maybe this is just more of a show of, hey, this is really what you're
5: getting.
4: He might price his own self, his own self out of the market because there just might not be that many teams right. he's in position himself, to do almost. that. You yeah. know, I'd be, uh, like... You know, Philadelphia is someone that paid a lot of money to Bryce Harper, but can they afford to pay a second guy that kind of money? I mean (sighs) – Probably not. You know, it's a a big ask. I I mean, I suppose the Phillies could kind of cut corners on some other parts of their roster. I don't know. I think – is Schwarber on a one-year deal? Who's having a big year for them? Like they could just not re-sign him. And uh, I don't know what kind of contract Aaron Nola is on, but, you know – that, see there's teams that can afford it but it's just what <laughs> what can you afford to put around right, it and right. what kind of team could you do uh, or could you form around him
1: i was trying to see aaron judge so far this i mean he's been dominant 29 home runs for Aaron 29 already in the season second in major league baseball is a tie at 23 mike trout kyle schwarber Jordan Alvarez have twenty three, and then Pete Alonso has twenty two, so a six home run cushion right now for Mister Judge. Forgive that's me, that's for, crazy. Forgive
4: me for not knowing. Does anyone know the status of Jordan Alvarez? Because he got hurt the other night? Um,
1: I did not see. I, I ran, know we were. We looked into, at. Saw the. Yeah. Well, I think we were in the office when we saw that. There was. Um, he's out of the lineup tonight. The Houston Chronicle is reporting it's a head injury.
4: Okay, um, so I, that's. I thought it was a knee injury. So I, had, I know head can't. You know. And the totality of life might be more worrisome, but, I mean, he he shouldn't miss much time with that. If he's concussed or that sort of thing, it'll just be a couple weeks as opposed to the the year if it was a bad knee No injury. kidding,
1: yeah. Uh, 23 home runs, though, for Alvarez, and then 29 for Aaron Judge. He
4: got a big extension earlier this year. They, they, they got him, him done with a long-term deal, and I forget the, the, the value of it, but it was, you know, something like seven or eight years, and – 180 million 200 million something like that so uh, the, it's becoming very popular for these yeah. teams to see these guys are really good for two or three years and then go ahead and lock up some of their free agent years kind of forego the arbitration p- process mm-hmm. go ahead and overpay them up front because the way baseball arbitration is set up I mean you're not having to pay their the guys these market values in the years four or five and six of their career so you overpay them up front and then that sets a kind of a, a little bit of an underpay on the in the middle and the end of the contract. So um, that's that's becoming a very popular thing to do. And some of these middle market teams, although Houston's closer to high, you know, big market, but some of these middle market teams and small market teams have been able to keep some stars a little longer by doing that. That's what the Rays just did with Wander Franco, for instance. So. Um, that it's kind of the new age of get, dishing out these big contracts two or three years into a career of a guy that you're very certain is going to be good long-term. Braves Bro- did it with Acuna and Albies. Yeah.
3: Bro- oh, my gosh. D- did we?
1: <laughs> Fortunate that uh, yeah. th- those contracts are at the uh, rate that they are yes. to help Atlanta have some flexibility, uh, filling out the roster in other ways. Brooks, how many of the offensive categories do you think that you could – Predict who's leading Major League Baseball in that category of the four big ones. Batting average should turn your mic. You got to turn my mic on question. for me to talk.
9: I could just. I could I was like, like, "What is this guy pointing at?" I could at? just yell at you and tell <laughs> you what it was. How, how many can I predict? Yes. Who's going to lead at the end of the year? No, or, no, no, you know, no, no. Right no, no, now, no. Like, right, right now. now. Um, I could tell you, I, Aaron Judge is leading home runs. Correct.
1: Um, Batting average, runs batted in, and hits were the ones I was looking at.
9: Batting average, I don't know. Uh, In all of major leagues, in
1: all of major league baseball,
4: I I know who was leading. I don't know if he's still in, but this is a Brooks exercise. So,
1: batting average,
9: mm. and
1: if you throw out a guess, I would like for it to be in the top five.
9: Okay, that's pressure.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Otherwise, your mic turns back off. Yeah. (laughs) Is that my punishment? Well,
1: you got Aaron um,
9: Judge, so you're going to be safe in general. So, Aaron Judge is leading home runs. Um, batting average. He was getting a lot of hits. Um, he was, oh,
4: I don't know. Was that his phone friends?
5: I,
9: wanna, I Ken, wanna, would I, I you wanna, have any guesses? I want to take a <sighs> guess before I phone a friend. Goodness um,
3: gracious, No. <laughs>
9: A top average.
1: five batting average in baseball. We already got home runs or runs batting. batted in. I'm gonna. I'll. Is Aaron Judge in the top five too?
9: I was about to say that would probably be where you should start. Well, I don't. I mean, I, for you never know what category would for you batting like? average is he in top five for batting? He average? He is not. Okay. No. Is he in top five for RBIs? He is. All right. Fourth in that, baseball. That one was throwing me off because they moved him to the leadoff spot and he's been hitting some leadoff home runs lately. And that does not help anybody, RBIs wise, except for one. Um, so Aaron Judge is fourth in in batting average. In no, RBIs. fourth in RBIs. RBIs.
4: He's in like two eighties, I think.
9: Um, is Alvarez up there, Jordan Alvarez, in the top five of batting average? No. What about RBIs? No. All right. Um, batting it's Ty France still up there in the batting average? No. Ah. I think he's
4: still hitting about 305, though, 310.
9: And you got hits as well, Brooks.
4: Hits and batting average would feel like it would correlate.
9: Is, is Aaron Judge in top five for hits? No. All right, I'd like to phone a friend for batting average.
5: <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> so I don't know if he's still leading immediately. He's got to still be top five. But for a while, Minnesota's Luis Eyes led at like three forty, three fifty.
1: He's 340 on the nose, okay. and he's currently second. So we oh, get dang. a point right there. We get a point. We got another top That's five something. submission.
4: And then got, can I Cairo. give you, I think I know the RBI leader. I believe. Do you want
1: to try and give some more R- uh, averages up at the top?
4: Well, we can try. Is um, is Tim Anderson up in the top five? He is not. No, okay. He's kind of gone
9: on a little slump lately. Well, no,
4: he's hitting over 300. I just didn't know if it was Roland good slump. enough. Um, if it was enough for the top five.
9: Is uh, – is the pirates brian reynolds up there no he's only about 260. he's been hitting a lot of home runs lately though
4: uh can i do rbis yeah do Um, rbis so i think trey turner's in the top five that was going to be one of my guesses if i were to is he in the top five no
1: not for runs batted in
4: Uh, okay for batting average no no for
9: hits
1: For hits, Ah. Trey Turner is in the top five for hits. Um, What Third.
4: Okay. I think the RBI leader is in the in the MLB though is Jose Ramirez.
1: He is third. Really? And runs batting in at sixty three.
9: Is Is, uh is, uh, Gurriel in the top five? In any of them? No.
3: Ah. Is a brave in the top
9: five?
4: No. Yeah, I, I bonus I know for a fact and. I know I was confident about the last one, but I know this was not a category you gave. But the leader in doubles is Matt Olsen in Major yes. League Baseball, with yes. 31.
3: Probably going to break the franchise record before the All Star break.
4: I don't think Schwarber's an RBI guy. I know he's got like 22 home runs. Yeah, 23 I mean, he runs. was
1: in the top five in home runs with yeah. those 23
4: homers. I don't think Altuve is there. There is, is
9: one name is is I'm gonna take a shot in the dark in, in top five in either hits or batting average. Is Jorge Soler up there? No. no. Ah
4: No, he's hitting like two twenty. Um I, okay, here we go. Batting average and RBIs, JD Martinez? No. In neither? Neither. Really? Really? Devers and RBIs?
1: Devers? Okay. No.
4: And batting average? <laughs> Devers, Devers
1: is in batting average. He is fourth in batting average. So we have second and fourth. Devers I want to you know all these guys, I'm guessing,
4: are hitting three hundred or above. So <laughs> exactly. very is. frustrating. You can go down the list. There is
1: one name that is going to be listed in batting average, runs batted in, and hits in Major League Baseball currently.
9: Is, is in either batting average or hits, is Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners up there? No. Ah.
4: Like, I know the roundabouts, of all these guys. What's the number that's fifth in average?
1: 325.
4: And what's the fifth number and then in RBIs?
1: Devers is hitting 326. Uh, The Minnesota Twins, Luis, homie Ar- boy. Arise. Homie boy. Arise is hitting 340. Luis, homie boy. Your top what? five in runs driven in are 69, 65, 63, 59, and 56. The 59 is Aaron Judge. The 63 is Jose Ramirez. Is, is Shrimpsky anywhere? No. Okay. And then the hits, you've got the leader, Devers, with 99, and Trey Turner at 92. Two guys tied at it's 90. It's Harper in the RBIs? So no.
4: no. Golly. Again, one name.
1: This is just... Is, is uh, in the top five in hits, is, runs batted
4: in an
9: average. Is Bregman anywhere? No. Ah. What about Correa? No.
4: Ah. This is – I'm
9: frustrated. I'm trying to think of guys that I've <laughs> definitely seen on on my, my daily home run videos, which means – Goldsmith. Paul Goldsmith.
3: Yeah, because he's on the 11 – he's on the hitting streak, isn't he?
1: He leads Major League Baseball with a three forty two batting average – he is second in runs driven in with 65, and he is second in hits on the season with 96. Former Paul Mobile Bay Bear,
9: Paul Goldschmidt to you. Just
4: going through my teams right now. Uh,
9: what about Contreras, the Cub? Contreras. No. Goldschmidt.
0: Yeah. we got to
1: get to Kevin McAlpin here in a second. Can <laughs> I reveal the lists or do we want another
9: one? <laughs> I want moment? another random guess. Is Patrick Wisdom anywhere? Absolutely not. Ah! Wisdom. <laughs>
4: I don't think stories oh, up there in Rbis right enough. He's around forty-eight, fifty. Even. Still need
1: the leader in runs driven in. I know that's why I'm so. Goldschmidt sixty-five, Ramirez sixty-three, Judge fifty-nine, and then fifth is fifty-six, and that name also hasn't been said.
4: It's not Machado. Is First
1: it? and fifth play for the same team.
4: First and fifth play for the same team. And
1: runs batted yeah. in.
4: That almost a,
1: Machado is a runs. name that has not been mentioned. He mm-hmm. is third
4: in batting average. Okay. God, the RBIs. Though, though, is, though. I'm so mad. Well, we got home runs.
1: No,
9: I'm just saying. Like, oh, but you hit? said Machado, and
1: this is in, in, name has there. not been said for home runs. But, but it, it's fifth in home runs.
4: Oh, oh didn't damn. you say the fifth? Or didn't you say? Oh, you said Judge tied has
1: 29, second. and then there are well, three people is tied it 20 at 23. C.J. 20. Crone, no. no. Trout has 23, Schwarber has 23, Alvarez has 23, and then fifth has 22. You see
3: this
4: me upset. No. No? Schwarber's at like 20 or 21. Though. Schwarber was one of the three. With oh, Trout you three. just said 23. Yeah.
9: Charlie okay. Blackman? No. Ah. This, oh, this
1: player with 22 is going to help you out with a lot of these.
9: Trout?
1: No. He was second with 23
4: we keep saying that. i'm not listening JJ. <laughs> clearly jj not being listened to by us i apologize
9: otani hasn't reached that point yet he's still in the teens and home runs i think let um, me just
4: say teams out loud for everybody else okay right. oakland's useless for this <laughs> houston we went through alvarez altuve is not up there well, what if i helped you you think this is gonna be a long how, i want how? you to
1: go to the national league
4: okay who um, oh,
9: hits a lot of home runs out there.
4: It's not the Braves don't have enough of that. Um we're looking for the fifth Alonso? home run with
9: twenty-two. Pete Alonzo? Pete Alonzo. Oh,
4: good call. And Lindor. And Lindor. Ah.
1: Pete Alonzo has twenty two home runs. He also has sixty-nine driven in. Pete Alonso has the most runs driven in a baseball. Lindor with fifty-six is fifth most. Hits, Devers, Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman with ninety and Xander Bogarts. And then average, Goldschmidt, Arise, Machado, Devers, Bogarts.
4: I'm very frustrated because I feel like I named about five guys that are probably like six through 15 uh-huh. <laughs> on all those lists because like Martinez, I know, does have a 300 average. He does have a lot of RBIs um, and, and some of those various guys. But um, yeah, I, I blanked on the Mets. I, l- I legit did not think about the Mets for a minute. And... Alonzo's been tearing up, and he had an injury scare a couple weeks ago, and but he only missed a couple days. And then Lindor, after having a very disappointing twenty twenty one, has been excellent again this year.
1: Brooks, the leading strikeout player that who strikes out the most. Uh, no, sorry, And pitching. pitching, the pitcher with the most strikeouts this year also has the best earned run average. Do you know who he is? Uh, Aaron Nola.
4: No, I was just looking at his name on my computer. Most strikeouts, best ERA. Aaron
1: Nola does have 117 strikeouts. That's fourth in baseball. Oh, look at I that. said we were about to get Kevin McAlpin. <laughs> we recorded with him earlier, folks. You'll hear that yeah. momentarily.
9: It's not like he's waiting on a line for us. Yes, he's just banging right. his head against like, the table. Like, let me
1: answer these questions. I know baseball stats. Now we recorded with him a little bit earlier.
9: Uh, I know.
4: I don't think he has as many strikeouts. I just want to mention. Do you have an ERA list in front of you? Yeah. I, mean, I think Shane McClanahan of the Rays is really high up there.
1: Shane McClanahan of the Rays is the name to have. He leads Major go. League that. Baseball with 123 strike. I, that's why I went to you first, Brooks, because I knew he would get it. He has 123 strikeouts. That is ba- best in baseball, and he has a 1.77 earned run yep. average. Jeez. That is base, based. That, best that's based in, in St. Petersburg. <laughs> That is best <laughs> in baseball. At the Trop.
4: Goodness
5: <laughs> gracious. Shane McClanag.
1: Brooks, do you know who leads baseball and saves? Uh, Kenley Jansen. No. Uh, Craig no. McKimbrell. No. Craig McKimbrell?
9: Craig McKimbrell.
1: <laughs> Jansen is third.
4: What well, Jansen got, like 21? Jansen 20. has 20. Mark
1: Melanson. The leader has 24. 24. Taylor Rogers with San Diego has 22.
4: That's not Chapman. He's been hurt. I don't know. Go ahead. Josh us. Hader has 24.
1: Ah. Leads baseball is saves. All right, let's take a break. We've got Kevin McAlpin right after this on Sports Call. Follow
9: us on tweeters.
0: Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back into Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app on this fine Friday. J.J. Jackson with Brooks Childress and Ryan Lavoie. We're so excited to go to our phone lines and bring on a good friend of the program. It is Kevin McCalpin of the Braves Radio Network. He's kind enough to join us here on today's show. Uh, Kevin, we're grateful for the time. How are you, my friend?
10: Guys, I am doing well. How
1: are you today? Doing very well. We appreciate you uh, taking some time to chat with us. The month of June is continuing to move on, uh, and the Braves keep playing good baseball. What's this month been like for you to watch the Braves play this way?
10: Yeah, I mean, look, it's been a, it's been a fun month. There's no doubt about it. Uh, a team that got off to a, a bit of a rocky start first couple of months of the season. They really rebounded in a big-time way. I mean, you had a chance to set a franchise record uh, in the Atlanta era, for wins in a calendar month, you come up just short uh, last night, but you know, still overall a really, really productive month. You were ten and a half games back. Now you're what three and a half games back entering play tonight. So uh, I don't want to say that the Mets are looking in the rearview mirror or peeking over their shoulder, but uh, this is a team that's coming on strong and they're doing it without being fully healthy. Uh, you know, you had a Acuna been banged up here uh, in the first month of the season, and then he's had some little nagging issues uh, over the you know the last few weeks, whether it was the, the groin or the hamstring or now the left foot. Uh, so, you know, you've been without your leadoff, man, and guys have stepped up. And it's been Danby Swanson, it's been Travis Darneau, it's been Michael Harris in the ninth spot in your lineup. I mean, they've had so many different guys step up when needed. Um, your starting pitching, for the most part, has been really, really good. Your bullpen's been terrific. And it'll be tested now that Kenley Jansen's down, no doubt about it, but... Overall, defensively, you're catching the ball. Uh, you're just, you're kind of firing on all cylinders. And it took them, you know, 50 plus games to get that thing rolling. But when they did, uh, boy, this is exactly what we expect from this team. So uh, I think that uh, fans of this organization are in for a really, really exciting second half of the summer here in Atlanta.
4: And, and Kevin, obviously, it, it was a special month for the Braves, and we, we do want to focus on that. However, I would be remiss if I did not ask you uh, uh, about the last weekend and, and everything to do with Freddie Freeman and, and all the stuff that's yeah. come out allegedly about his agent. First, take me through the weekend and the emotions for Freddie Freeman and, and your thoughts on the matter. And then secondly, a little bit about the aftermath of of now the the he said, she said sort of thing with his agent and, and the Braves.
10: Yeah, you know, it was really interesting. I've, I've been in hundreds of press conference situations uh, over all my years uh, covering not only baseball but sports and doing football and basketball. and. Uh, things of that nature. I have never seen a player walk into a press conference room and take a look at the uh, assembled media and and tell them, I need a few moments, and walk out of the room crying. Uh, come back in the room five, six minutes later, tears in their eyes, uh, literally telling the press, I can't look up and, and look at you guys while I answer your questions, or I'm not going to make it through this interview process. Uh, that's what happened with Freddie last week. I, I think that you know there was a lot going on with Freddie. Um, I think that the, the lead up to last weekend was probably a bit stressful for him. You know, number one, uh, I I don't think he ever wanted to leave Atlanta. That's been uh, pretty evident when you listen to some of the things he said uh, over the last couple of weeks. But number two, uh, I think that there was a lot of nerves as to how he'd be received when he came back to Truist Park. Would he get booed? Would fans turn on him? You know, there's been some ugly things said on social media, and I've I kind of you know responded to some folks going. You're kind of making some false assumptions here, and some of the things you're saying isn't necessarily accurate. Um, So, you know, ultimately, he got a tremendous ovation. I have no idea how he even saw the pitches in his first at-bat with the tears in his eyes. He had a chance to address the crowd. Um, Tons of emotion for Freddie. And, you know, I I think while it was uh, a a busy weekend, Probably nobody happier to get on that Dodger charter and head out of town late last Sunday night than than Freddie, just to have it all behind him and now really just focus on baseball here in 2022. Um, so yeah, it was it was a very emotional moment for the fans, uh, for Freddie, for his family, for for those of us who have known Freddie for you know 12, 15 years since he was a kid. Uh, it was it was emotional for everybody involved. And then you know now that you're hearing some of these reports of him moving on to the agency and. Uh, going in different directions. Um, the timing is certainly very interesting, knowing what transpired uh, last weekend. So uh, I'm I'm not entirely surprised. Um, again, I think that there was probably a, a period where he thought about doing this earlier, and maybe you know thought otherwise, but um, you know had, had a bit of a change of heart after last weekend in Atlanta. So I don't know what this means for Freddie and his representation long term. Obviously, he doesn't really need. Uh, an agent uh, while he's under a six year deal. Um, but you know he'll he'll certainly need one if he wants to play beyond this six years. Uh, so he'll have to figure that out as, as he moves forward. So whether that's with the, the current folks he's used in excel or or uh, other other folks down the road, um, it, it, the timing is very coincidental that it happened right after they were in Atlanta. So um, I know that uh, it was a it was a tough weekend for for him and his family. Uh, I think he was happy to see a lot of familiar faces, but believe me, I think he was really happy to get to that hotel uh, in the middle of the night in Denver late last Sunday night.
4: Just a couple weeks or more now until the uh, All-Star game, Kevin. We, we found out yesterday that Ronald Acuna Jr., the leading vote-getter in the National League, and then the uh, American League leader was Aaron Judge. Two great names and players in the sport. So Acuna will be starting the All-Star game. Who else from Atlanta do you think deserves the nod into the All-Star game?
10: Well, look, I think Dansby Swanson has put together an all-star season, and I think he will be there uh, probably as a reserve when all said and done. Uh, but he has been outstanding. And you go back to last year and what he did, 27 bombs uh, a year ago. I don't think any of us expected that kind of power production uh, from Dansby, but you know he certainly has put together a resume worthy of being there. Uh, a couple of pitchers as well. I would go with Max Fried and Kyle Wright. Um, they are certainly very – you know, very deserving of being, uh, you know, first-time All-Star, Travis Darno. He moves on. He's got a chance. And then, how about William Contreras, uh, right up there in the uh, in the next round of voting as a finalist? I mean, this is a guy who's not even supposed to be here. He's supposed to be at AAA, and he's had just an unbelievable year. So, I got a feeling when those uh, when those rosters are finally unveiled. Braves are going to have tons of representation. Obviously, we know Brian Stifter will manage the National League team, and that's going to be a thrill for him. But I think he's going to be uh, well-represented with a number of Braves caps in that dugout uh, here in a few weeks in Los Angeles, and rightfully so uh, coming off a World Series title, uh, folks taking notice nationally of, of guys like Austin Riley and Dancy Swanson and some of the other guys that we know here are really good players but maybe not. Um, necessarily the household names nationally. Uh, great to see Acuna be the leading vote getter, and that that'll be awesome to see him in there again. Um, so yeah, I got a feeling there's going to be four, five, or six guys from the uh, from the Braves. As I've joked uh, with Dansby going on this run over the last you know month and a half, I hope he doesn't have uh, you know vacation plans for the All Star break because I think he's going to be spending it in Southern California.
9: And, Kevin, speaking of, you know, turning the calendar into July, getting close to the All-Star game, we're also getting closer to the trade deadline at the end of the month. And we saw the Braves make a minor move earlier today with getting a new reliever in there from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Is there anything you're hearing uh, what the Braves' plans could be going toward the deadline? Are they going to sit tight with what they've got right here, or, or do you think they make a move when we get down toward it?
10: Well, here's the thing. They're going to make moves, but there's going to be a bunch of internal moves they're going to make. Uh, they're going to get Eddie Rosario back at some point later in the month of July. Uh, Tyler Matick's not far off. Uh, and then they've got two pitchers uh, rehabbing at the complex in Northport. They've got Tyler, or they've got the, uh, Mike Soroka, and they've got Kirby Yates. Uh, so there's four big pieces you're going to add to the organization uh, at some point here in the next few weeks. Uh, hopefully all goes well uh, for Soroka when he does begin an official rehab assignment. But, uh, you know, again, there's, there's some really good internal options. Uh, as far as who they could go out and, and add, uh, I think that what you've seen some inconsistencies from your rotation. Uh, maybe you feel like adding another veteran starter could be, a, you know, a spot you look to um, try to add uh, at the deadline. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, go back to last season. What did Alex Anthopoulos say when he made all of those moves at the trade deadline? Big reason why he was able to, to take on that salary was the fans. Guys, the Braves drew $2.3 million at Truist Park last year. They are at 41 games, so they're at the halfway point of their home schedule. They're over a million and a half already, so they are right on track for about $3 million in attendance this year. So, again, if you want to use last year as a model, taking on salary, I think they'll certainly be in a position where they can do that once here again, uh, again this year. So, again, I, if it's a veteran starter, uh, maybe it's another piece off the bench. You know, the big thing with your bench, guys, is that you don't really use it quite like you used to in the National League, No DH games. So that could change a little bit there. But I, I do think a starter could, could certainly be in the plans, uh, someone to really help put them over the top with uh, guys like Anderson, you know, having an up-and-down year, Charlie Morton, slow start, he's pitching better, but uh, do you want to see more? Maybe. Um, So I think that a veteran starter could be in their plans here over the next few weeks.
4: And, And Kevin, we also know, you mentioned Eddie Rosario, potentially coming back here relatively soon as he's in his rehab assignment right now. How big of a month was it in the month of June for Adam Duvall to to lead the Braves in home runs? Because this is a guy, Kevin, obviously, that, that produced so many runs for Atlanta last year after coming over uh, in, a, in a trade from Miami. And so, uh, you know, talk about how important it is because there will be some playing time conundrums again here once Rosario comes back.
10: Good problem to have. It's first world problems. There's no doubt about. it. I mean, Eddie Rosario is going to feel like a trade deadline acquisition two years in a row. Uh, really, when you think about it. Uh, look, as far as you know, how they decide to, to to split up the time, it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe you go a platoon situation. Uh, you know, lefty righty. You could do that. But Duval has been really good, and I think you know moving him to the corner uh, has been really important for him. He he said it a few weeks ago that his legs. Just feel that much more fresh, not running around center field, being able to be in left field. So uh, credit to uh, to Michael Harris for for being uh, you know sort of a spark plug defensively and and allowing his legs to be fresher. So I think that's been huge. Um, you know, so again, it's a good problem to have. There's no doubt about it. Uh, very curious to see how the playing time works out. But look, if if they're getting the kinds of uh, contributions from guys like Duval, uh, Rosario will really be. Um, a guy that, that comes in here and probably just comes off the bench at first. Um, that's sort of how I see that. So, again, he'll probably have to earn more playing time, and he can certainly do that if he heats up the way he did, um, you know, uh, with with that uh, stretch uh, over the final couple of months last year. That could cer- certainly be in play. Uh, but, again, there's, there's 29 other GMs that would love to be in this type of position right now. Uh, I think Alex has to feel pretty good about where things are headed for the second half.
9: And then, Kevin, we mentioned a little bit earlier about Ronald Acuna being the the top vote getter in the National League in the All-Star break, but he hasn't been in the lineup for the Braves this past week since, uh, since this past Saturday with the Dodgers after fouling that ball off of his foot. He rejoined the team last night. Do we see him back in the lineup tonight? And then what does his playing time look like over the weekend with the Reds? Yeah, I would think you see him back
10: tonight. You know, the good news was he had treatment for what, four days in a row, uh, and he checked all the boxes and, uh, sounds like he's, uh, he's feeling pretty good about where he is. So, uh, I think that when you look at, uh, and Ronald being back with the team last night, I thought that was huge. Uh, and I do expect to see him in the lineup when it comes out later on today. Uh, and again, what a lift that'll be offensively, defensively. Uh, you won't have to see Ozuna in left field. He moved Duval back over to left. And obviously have Acuna uh, in right field so I, I think that that will help you on both sides of the ball and I know everyone's excited to see Ronald back in there as early as tonight
1: we're visiting with Kevin McCalpin of the Braves Radio Network here on this Friday edition of Sports Call Kevin is always kind with his times but chatting on Fridays for many years now so Kevin as we get set for the weekend ahead give us the four one is the thing that we need to know about the Cincinnati Reds club
10: uh, you know what? They got off to a terrible start. They were something like 3-25, and I think, or 3-22 and out of the gate. Uh, they were terrible to start. Now, they're not a whole lot better right now. They're not a good ball club, and on paper, at least it seems like this weekend lines up in your favor. you got Freed and Mike Miner tonight. Miner has been disastrous for the Reds. He had a terrible month of June. Uh, Strider and, and Tyler Malley tomorrow night, that'll be a good matchup. And then Sunday, Castillo and Morton. So, uh, it should be three good pitching matchups, but ultimately, Reds are a 26 and 49 ball club on paper and I know you don't play these games on paper but uh, the Braves have to feel really good about their their opportunity to at least get out of there with a series victory again I know that anything can happen in this crazy game that's why we all love it so much but uh, I don't see any reason why the Braves shouldn't have a golden opportunity to take a series here this weekend.
1: We'll see the Braves and Reds all weekend long. Kevin, who's a player to be on the lookout for this weekend in the Atlanta lineup? Give me your pick. You know what? I'm, I'm going with Michael Harris. I
10: just love what you've gotten from him in the ninth spot in the order. Um, he's been terrific. He's come up with clutch hits. He's, he's hit the ball out of the ballpark. He's catching the ball in center field. I just I'm, – I'm really, really liking what I've seen. I think he feels – Comfortable is probably not the right word. He probably wouldn't want to use the word comfortable because you never want to get too comfortable when you're that young. Uh, But I do think that he's starting to feel like he fits in. He can uh, compete at the highest level. And uh, I think his confidence level has to be at an all-time high. So I'm looking at Michael to to come up with some big moments here this weekend.
1: Love it. We'll be listening uh, to you all weekend long there with the Braves Radio Network. We'll be listening to the action as well. And, Kevin, we hope that the McAlpin family certainly enjoys this holiday weekend the 4th of July coming up on Monday.
10: All right, fellas. Have a great fourth. Appreciate
1: it. That's our pal Kevin McAlpin, and he's joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. This is a Friday edition of Sports Call.
0: We need a (laughs) timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national
7: champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
1: Back on Sports Call, final few moments. Tiger ninety-five point nine FM, and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Cam, Brooks, and Ryan here inside our studios. Our thanks again to Kevin McAlpin of the Braves Radio Network for joining us there a moment ago to preview this weekend's action, Braves and Reds. You can listen to the games on AM twelve thirty W A U D. Again, we had to pre-record that with Kevin a little bit earlier today, and at the time we were assuming Acuna would be back in the lineup. We can confirm. Yeah. He's in the lineup. Kevin speculated that he'd be coming in to play right field. Acuna is the DH tonight, but the Braves game has already started, and leading off was Ronald Acuna Jr.
4: And getting hit with a pitch in the foot was Ronald Acuna Jr. Gotta and, love it, and that Got was uh, to love v- it. Very frustrating. At least it was the other foot, so he, you know, shook it off, and then uh, was out in the base pass on Dansby Swanson double play but uh but yeah no you that, don't like seeing well, that. of course that happens <laughs> right? you know you, you oh. just dealt with an injury down there and then three one breaking ball right in the top of the foot so uh, but yeah back in the lineup as the DH that means Azuna experience in left field again tonight but uh Braves just need to do a better job against the Reds this week than they did on opening weekend. Yeah. Let, big time.
1: Let's get a caller in. 334 87-3401. Two minutes left. And joining us on the program is
0: Wardam Steve.
1: Retired Wardam Steve on today's show. Hi, Steve.
0: Hey, good afternoon, guys. All right. I'll make it real
1: quick, Go believe for it. it or not. Wardam Jeremiah Cobb. Big time War recruit Eagle. and commit for the Tigers, indeed. A running back. Big time. And uh you guys, I don't know
10: what your plans are have fun this weekend just don't get caught
1: doing it okay that's right that's right our question today right. for the hot dog eating contest coming up on monday steve is how many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 10 minutes the world record is 76
10: well how about 2
1: <laughs> i think that's the number we settled two. on too yeah yeah without
10: throwing up all right guys look you have a fun weekend relaxing weekend now don't lie till monday
1: correct we'll be back on tuesday
10: Good, y'all deserve it, y'all earned it. All right, and we'll talk about the shenanigans with the Pac-12, going to Pac-10, maybe Pac-6, who knows, right?
1: It's unreal how to keep up with all of that, but obviously it's a huge story in the sports world right now, so yeah, it's been kind of crazy.
10: And the new NIL, uh, apparently branded, uh, company is coming to take care of We'll talk about it next week. But guys,
8: thanks for letting me on. My time is up. Thank you for your time. Until next time, War Eagle, have a safe Fourth of July, guys. War Eagle, thanks
1: War for the Eagle. call today, Steve. We appreciate it. That's our buddy, retired War Dam, Steve, there with us on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger Let's get out of here.
0: Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide.
1: Our Nightly TV Guide is brought to you by our friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer. White Claw Hard Seltzer, the proud presenting sponsor, of Sports Call, what is coming up on television
9: here tonight? Well, I don't know of any more appropriate movie to start things off with going into 4th of July weekend. 6 o'clock on TBS tonight, Independence Day, Ooh. starring Will Smith. Uh, make sure you catch that. That is uh, no more appropriately named movie going into this weekend. 6.03 on TNT, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story on tonight. And at 7 o'clock on BBC America, it's A League of Their Own, starring Tom Hanks. Great movie. It was in the. Uh, it made it pretty far into our bracket in great sports movies about a month or two ago. Uh, sports for you tonight, six o'clock, six o'clock on ESPNU. You got some high school lacrosse action going for you at seven o'clock on ESPN. The Professional Fighters League is back with welterweights and women's lightweights fights. Also at seven o'clock, ESPNU some high school baseball action, and then later on tonight, eight o'clock on FS1 the Concacaf U20 Championship soccer. Gets underway with two semifinals. One semifinal tonight. Uh, Winners of the tournament get qualified for the 2024 Olympics in Paris. And then 9 o'clock tonight to wrap up your evening. It's an American Cornhole League. It's a final chase live from Bedford Park, Illinois. That's 9 o'clock on ESPNU. And that is a look at your Nightly TV Guide. Brought to you by our friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer.
1: Have a great 4th of July weekend. I hope that everyone enjoys the Independence Day holiday Enjoy some time off, and we'll be back on the air with you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, Ryan.
4: You too, JJ.
1: Brooks, always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Yes, sir. Cam, have some fun this weekend. I sure will. All right, that does it for today's show. Thanks again to our pals, Kevin McAlpin and Chelsea James for stopping by to be a part of the program. And uh, that does it for our show today. For Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, in Kimberry. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.